Welcome. This is your girl and host, Kenya Bryant. I'm so excited about the Brave and Vision podcast. This is our place, ladies, where we'll be uniting through storytelling and the power of sisterhood. We're sharing the bold and brave valley and mountaintop stories along with our fellow visionaries. So join me every month for fun and real conversations on tackling fear and yes, life's cray cray to walking out our beautiful vision journeys. Ayadala Aniche with Be Anishade. And this is Talaya Simpson with Broken Bread. And we are your co-hosts for episode 16 of the Brave and Vision podcast. Come on now. And we are here with none other than founder Kenya Bryant for chapter two of the book of Kenya, which we are calling the birthing of vision. Yes. So in episode one, Kenya, you have the opportunity to share who is Kenya with your audience. Um, and for those of you who are listening in now, if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to it yet, you may want to pause this chapter, go back and listen to episode 15 because it is good mm. and it really sets up perfectly what we're about to talk about today. So if you haven't done it, pause, go back, <laughs> come back and join us. We'll be here when you get back. <laughs> I like that. But before we move forward with this episode, um, we want to reflect a little bit. Um, so in the last episode, we talked through a lot of different things. And what's really interesting about life is that we live life forward, but that we can only understand our journey when we look backwards. And when we think about the rearview mirror, the rearview mirror is small. So we're exactly that are up ahead. So why don't you talk a little bit about how you felt after recording chapter one and if there's anything else that you wanted to share about your mountains valleys and triumphs huh well i will tell you that i really felt honored and really blessed by the feedback the comments the reviews that came from uh chapter one you know it's hard sometimes to sit in the interviewee's seat and be like the one that is like being interviewed. Right. Um, and then it's even harder to tell your story because sometimes you, not that you put this avatar before you, but you walk and you walk out your life and because you've lived your story, you're moving to you know, through it. And so it, and, and you're moving past it and it's on the other side. So to be able to, like you said, to then have to go back and then to share that story can sometimes make you a little nervous. And so I think I was a little nervous, but I was really excited um, for what you all created. You gave me space to be vulnerable and transparent. Mm -hmm. And that was heard. You know, that's what really blessed my heart was that many people said, can I get on the couch? Yeah, you heard that a lot. Yeah, can I join y'all here? Um, I felt the love, I felt the empowerment, I felt the encouragement, and that they were brave with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what really touched my heart, Mm -hmm. was that I wasn't doing this alone. Mm -hmm. That I, as I've tried to be the one that supported others as they told their stories, I got the same. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such a gift and a blessing. So um, I just want to thank y'all and that I'm here again with y'all in this space um, that feels just set up to be able to be real um, to be able to to be me and and just be, I feel like I can rest 
in this place. Mm -hmm. And then that allows for transparency and vulnerability. And so I'm excited for chapter two and nervous. Because again, <laughs> I don't know right, what y'all about right. to ask me. <laughs> so I know if I can jump in for a second before you finish. Um, I don't know if you recall this, Kenya, but about December, a few years ago, you actually did have a couch conversation with us. Yeah, You remember that? Yes. At National Harbor. Yes. And you did let people in on the conversation. So maybe it's time to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. A real couch conversation. A real yes. couch conversation. Okay. Many couch so conversations. Many couch it looks like we might be trying to do something live. Is that what you're trying to tell Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Live? I'm not afraid of live. I think we could do something like that. We definitely can. <laughs> we can. And we want to take a moment, right, because we know that you all are joining in and you can't see the environment that we're in. Mm. And so this is the type of environment that we're going to continue to create for the yes. multiple couch conversations <laughs> that are going to take place. But we have the aromatherapy going. Yes. We have some fresh cut flowers here. Um. Some yellow like a princess and today. Exactly. We got we do have the fluffy pillows. <laughs> Always. Um, and we have the words that are just affirming why we're here mm, yes. in the book titles that are sitting on this table. So we have Becoming mm, by Michelle on. Obama. Yes. We have Rising Strong by Brene Brown. Mm. We have Zora Neale Hurston and Nikki Giovanni. Yes, we do. Right? And then we have the words of the Bible. Yeah. So that is just a reflection of the environment that we're in, which is the environment that you all hopefully can hear and tap into, mm. even though you're not physically in the room with us. Oh, that's good. I like that. I feel empowered. I want y'all to know you that. You should. I do. Because they all speak to who you are. Mm. So... I think that's great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. So given that you have a podcast called Brave and Vision and you have The Oven, a woman's vision incubator, mm -hmm. um, the word vision keeps on coming back up and it seems to be kind of the story of your life. Yes. Um, and this is chapter two of Kenya, Birthing of Vision. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what vision means to you? Mm. I really believe that, um, and, and it scared, like when I initially started the oven was towards women because I believe women are carriers of life. And so when we, we carry life, we carry purpose and we carry vision. And I think so often we get so burdened down with the everyday life and the, the go, 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 go. And, um, that we forget what we have been built to carry. There's a capacity in us to carry, I mean, we could carry nine, 10 pound babies, <laughs> right? And that, that speaks to the capacity, the ability to be stretched, mm -hmm. our tenacity, right. um, our determination. And I think that we forget all of that, that we were meant to carry vision. And we we're meant not only to carry it because of the capacity that we have, we're meant to live it out mm -hmm. and walk it out. And then we're meant to, to, to empower the world with our vision because there's somebody who needs it. I love this podcast that's uh, Jesus and Jalof, a little shout out to them. And they talked about in their like earlier stages of their podcast where they were speaking to people about what they felt their vision didn't matter. Or there were so many mm -hmm. people doing the same thing that why should I, you know, put mine out there. Mm -hmm. But they said something like, girl, go walk down the water bottle aisle. Of the grocery How store. many yes. bottle, different types of water is there? And I did that. I walked down and I was blown away because you don't pay attention. You go get your water and you're not thinking about that there's sparkling water. There's water infused with 
fruit. There's, I mean, there's every, I mean, I can't even begin to name. And it was like, there's room for you. There's room for your vision and there's room for your dream. So that's what it means to me is that I, one, believe we, we carry it. We have the capacity for it. We have to live it out. And it doesn't matter if somebody else is doing something similar to you. It's similar. It's not yours. It's not you. You have something so incredible and dope about you mm -hmm. that nobody else can carry. Your water bottle sits on that, that shelf that somebody wants. Mm -hmm. Somebody wants your vision. Somebody needs your vision as a That's matter good. of fact. Mm -hmm. That's so, good. Yeah. That's good. Well, that, that sets up the next question perfectly because... <laughs> You talk about vision and you talk about it being a birthing process and um, having the women's incubator so we can go talk about this whole birth thing, right? Right. So let's equate this to pregnancy. Yeah. Because that's what it sounds like. Yes. Um, so pregnancy, there are many different challenges or different stages, there are heartaches or triumphs. Um, just being able to birth something and or someone. So like pregnancy and childbirth, what is the joy and happiness for some is pain and and we mm -hmm. notice sometimes it's an unfulfilled pro promise, right? Mm -hmm. So in birthing your vision, what has been your experience with the conception and the gestation mm -hmm. um, in the birthing process? Were there any quote unquote proverbial miscarriages mm. when it came to <laughs> birthing your vision? Because your vision has changed. Yes. Yes. Over the years, and sometimes you have to set one aside mm -hmm. to accept the new one that's coming forth. So, can you talk a minute about some of those stages and how you felt in birthing these things? You know, to make you laugh, I most folks know I'm mom of three teenagers, and um, I loved being pregnant. I know I'm that crazy chick. You that, are. I thought <laughs> I was. I I was the sexiest thing. You couldn't tell me I wasn't all woman in all of that. I, I gained weight. My butt was big. My breast was big. All of that happened. I felt all the stuff. By the time the third, I felt like it was falling, you know, because I falling out because I had like three so close together. But you couldn't tell me I wasn't the most beautiful mm -hmm. thing walking. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Even in all the pain and all of that. I even was so crazy that my ex-husband was like, girl, what is wrong with you? Like, I'm in, I was so excited for labor and delivery. I could not wait to see the blessing on that. I knew there was going to be pain. I wasn't. I wasn't fooled by the fact that there would be pain and there would be some craziness and there would it would be crazy, nasty. A whole lot of stuff was going to happen, but I knew there was going to be this gift that came mm -hmm. from it. So I just prepared myself for it and knew that the, the struggle created a greater capacity for the joy. Mm. And so for me, when I think about the stages of my vision, that's exactly how I think about it, that I'm carrying something that makes me so full. And to some people, I actually feel, sometimes I feel weird. I look weird. I I may sound crazy because I'm crazy in love with this vision. I'm, I'm crazy in love with seeing other people be able to fulfill the thing that they feel called to. And that being volunteerism, you know, you want to move up to the C-suite in your job. You you need a seat at the table of the boardroom. You, mm -hmm. you want your own entrepreneurial feet. If that's missionary work, I believe you should go after it. And I'm just passionate about it. So I'm full with it. Mm -hmm. And I'm fat and I'm, I'm, I can't wear my clothes no more. And I'm, I'm grumpy in it sometimes because I want it to happen so bad. But if you can't tell me I'm not the most beautiful thing mm -hmm. walking. You can't mm -hmm. tell me that this thing that I'm carrying 
as much as it weighs me down, as much as it transforms me. Because for some women in pregnancy, your nose gets all big. You, you go through that weird thing of your neck turns black, which is crazy. Your breasts are huge. You, you know, you, you, you're on bed rest. You know, my second child, I was on bed rest. But all of that still didn't change that you're the most beautiful. This thing you're carrying is so beautiful, so wonderful. And I did have those miscarriages. I had those almost not even a miscarriage breach. Mm, that's deep. Where I needed Oof. I needed hands to touch my vision. Wow. Turn it around. Wow. For me wow. So that it was the right way because it was upside down. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the right way. You know, I I had this thought in my mind of it was going to come and be birthed forth in my marriage. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be birthed forth with oh before my kids or uh or right now I thought I thought I'd be in a different place with my vision. But I've had hands mm -hmm. that when it looked when it was breached, mm -hmm. they were like, uh, I, I see something a little bit different. Can I help you out? Right. So when you're carrying a breach, it takes literally the doctor's hands to go up <laughs> and yeah, it's real personal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> To turn your vision all the way around wow. so that it can come out the right way. So I would say more I've had the breach experience than the miscarriage maybe. I I have felt um, that the baby I thought the vision would come out natural, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I've had to have it done by surgery. Wow. Where it had That's to be good. necessarily... I, I literally, it was almost like I felt like I had to, with my third, I came in, I was 40 weeks. This speaks to who Gabriel is, as honorary as that joker is. He wasn't coming. He didn't want, he did what he wanted to do. Then I went into the doctor's um, appointment and I had already packed my bag and I knew, I said, I don't care how you get the baby out. If you have to do surgery to get the baby out, if you have to induce me, but I will not leave here today until I have a baby. And she was like, so we're going to go there. Yes, we're going there. And I'm not leaving until there's a baby. So decide how you want to take this baby. I'm not going. And I've had that. Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. Where I've had to fight to say that the vision wasn't coming forth. And it was stuck. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when you're pregnant, you get sick. Mm -hmm. You know, your blood pressure gets high, you know. Um, sometimes you get induced, like the pregnancy-induced diabetes. Mm -hmm. Things begin to happen to the body that hinder sometimes the birthing process right. to happen mm -hmm. on time. Mm -hmm. I just was a fighter to say, no, this needs to come forth. So I've had to have some cesareans done so that wow. the vision can come out. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to make sure to tell people that sometimes we think it's one. There's Ooh. many mm -hmm. that wow. you could be carrying. Mm -hmm. That it's not just one. Sometimes God calls you to do multiple things and we get so caught up in that. that oh no, this was just my calling and this is what I was supposed to no, God, God's so dope and so big and so great. You cannot limit what he can do through you and mm -hmm. how he can process it out. Mm -hmm. So can you, you know, we've been talking about this from the context of, you know, pregnancy and yes. we're talking about the body mm -hmm. and, but can you give us a concrete example of how you've had to, you know, turn that breach dream around or go from, thinking of, you know, having a natural birth to then having a cesarean, like mm -hmm. what is it and how does that translate to your actual vision and mm -hmm. you sitting here right now? 
So I was, I launched out um, with a Facebook Live kind of, um, a Facebook group. And this Facebook group grew and it was doing great at first. You know, it was like, ah, my vision's out there and people know about it and there was engagement. And all of a sudden, it just started to go like, um, in pregnancy, sometimes you feel like you're not feeling the kicking as much. You're mm -hmm. not, you know, it slows down a little bit. And it just felt like that. It just felt like it was slowing down. And when I got put on bed rest, the reference was that Josiah's heart rate slowed down so much. I wasn't feeling the kicking. I wasn't, mm -hmm. they weren't hearing the heart rate. They needed me to rest mm -hmm. and they needed something to change in order for the baby to get back to whatever needed to happen. The Facebook group began to feel like it was dying out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, what's happening? I'm doing all that. I mean, I was posting every, I was at all the social media platforms going. I was on LinkedIn. I was, I was trying to do as much as I thought I was supposed to do for this vision, but it wasn't, nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. It was just a lot of work, but nothing was going on. It was no heartbeat, no kicking. Nothing was, I was getting nothing from it. Mm -hmm. And I had to literally, it's hard, but I had to stop. And it was someone who said, maybe try something different. Mm -hmm. Maybe it needs to be changed. The, the vision doesn't go away. It just might need to be changed and turned around. So I stopped. I stepped back. I put a video out and said, I'm going to take a break for a moment. I'm going to let this rest on this. And what's interesting in that, with me not doing so much of the hustle, 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 it has to happen, has to happen, the podcast got birthed. Mm, that's good so the vision didn't stop it just changed mm -hmm. I just needed to change it just a little it was stuck mm -hmm. like it was stuck mm -hmm. a little it bit turn it, around. it needed to be turned around that's good mm -hmm. that's good I think um, one of the incredible things about listening to your story about birthing your vision is that you you talk about breach <clears throat> excuse me and having people come in to help turn things around and based on how things have gone with you, now it makes a lot of sense when you have the oven because now you have been the midwife mm. to so many women's vision. And I appreciate the fact that you talk about how even in your pregnancy, you saw yourself as beautiful and amazing and incredible. And I've watched you over the years and you've done this with me because I've been one of your clients where you will see the beauty in my vision before I will. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you highlight the beauty for me and you show me that it's big and you show me that it's great. And you show me that there's nothing wrong with any part of it. Even the messy parts of it are mm -hmm. great. Um, and then you say, all right, let's have this baby. <laughs> right. And right. you laugh and we're like, no, but it hurts. And you're like, no, but we about to have this baby right, right now. now. And I know you're afraid, but what's on the other side of your fear is so much bigger and greater and amazing yes. than where you are. So I thank you for that. And mm. I think there are a lot of other women who are listening to this podcast who've been able to even hear your Facebook lives that have been a part of the, the oven prior to Brave and Vision who can also um, testify to the fact that now we understand mm. by the birthing of your own how you can help others birth there. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Thank you. That's good. You know, it's interesting that I, and I laughed at that. I said, okay, God, I'm birthing my vision. So how you want me to help others birth theirs? But it's interesting that he was like, 
he does things in ways that are unreasonable. Mm -hmm. He flips the script on us. Mm -hmm. That he was like, even in your carrying yours and the weight of carrying yours, I still know that you have the capacity to carry the weight of others. And you can help others get through theirs. And I think that's important that people understand that, that sometimes your vision, you still have to work your vision even as you carry the weight of others. Mm -hmm. And the weight of other other stuff. Because just because you carry in your vision don't mean life stops. That's right. It doesn't mean that you get to sit. Even when I was on bed rest, I still didn't, you know, I was ornery anyway. I didn't listen to the rules. So <laughs> I, I didn't really well, listen to the rules. That's why Josiah, praise God, you're good. Yeah. Uh, hey. But I didn't. He got I, I, I still was doing some things even on bed rest because I still felt that there was things that needed to be done even in mm-hmm. the midst of that. Mm-hmm. It's good. Why am I not surprised by that? <laughs> I don't think any of us are surprised by that at all. Sometimes I can be a rebel. Did you say sometimes? Sometimes, just a little. Okay, so, you know, we're talking about the stages of vision, yes. um, you know, the weight of your stuff and others. And, you know, it reminds me of uh, Brene Brown when she talks about um, sometimes you have to go through your shitty first drafts. Ooh. Right? It's painful. It's uncomfortable to write. But it's part of the progression and mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. And that if you actually take the time to write that first shitty draft, yes. that you'll actually be able to see through it and see some of the false narratives that are in that shitty first draft. Mm-hmm. The things that you're not supposed to believe about yourself or our lives or our situations, but you have to sit down and write that, that first yeah. draft. And so in talking about some of the things that you've been through in order to get to the oven, in order mm-hmm. to get to the podcast, what are some of the shitty first drafts? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds funny, but it's so true. Yeah. And then what are the second and the third drafts that have kind of helped you to be right here and to get to the point where you can make sure that others' vision can be birthed as well? Right. Um. I would say like even the, sometimes when you, your baby, right, you know, your vision is like this heart with arms and legs. Mm. And so it's your baby and you don't want anybody else to really touch it and give their opinion to it. So I had to change the name was one of the mm. first drafts. Mm. Like it was one in the oven, uh-huh. right? The name of the, of the, the empowerment company. And I remember I went to this urban league uh, boot camp that was 12 weeks long. And those chicks were like mother hens around your vision. Um, and they, they were no joke. They did not play with you. And I remember when we went through this part of it, where it was the marketing side. And we had to talk about our dream, our business, and all of that. And they heard the name. And I had um, a coaching session with the marketing um, analyst. And she was like, yeah, boo, we can't do that name. And I was like, what? And she was like, nope, go back to the table and find another name. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm invested in this name. And she's like, tell me why. So I explained the vision behind it. And she says, that's really cute. But it sounds like it's about pregnancy. Mm. And although vision that you're speaking is for women and what they carry, you don't want people to get confused of what it's about. Okay. Go back. And I was, I was blown away. I actually was going to ignore her. I was like, whatever. She don't know what she's talking about. She don't know about my life. Like, you know, this is my dream. This is my vision. You don't get to tell me. But 
she was right. I mean, I went out and looked at like the trademark. You know, she said, here are some things I want you to go do. And I did. And I'm seeing one in the oven everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, crap. Um, either it was a bakery or it was like, it was about pregnancy. But even when you have those shitty drafts, God will put in someone who will help you edit. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. in yes, the right place. Mm-hmm. So right in that same boot camp was a dope girl that was working on her own marketing business and we're standing outside and she said how did your coaching session go and I was like girl they just trying to tear up my vision they told me the name and she sat there and she was like why can't it be the oven king why can't it just be that I could see it on a building I could see you um doing the hashtags I could see it on social media I can actually see your logo Mm. Pray about the oven and see if that is. Hmm. So I prayed about it and it then became, it came together that not only was it about like this birthing, but it was also about what goes in the fire. And when Hmm. something goes into the oven, when it comes out, it's solid and it's, it's been through that fire. It's been through the burning. It's burned off all that mess. And now it's something solid and Mm -hmm. it could be something beautiful and actually look like the recipe, which is like when you're looking at, a business, your business plan and mm-hmm. all these things that you've written out and all these dreams. Now it starts to look like it. Cause at first it looks a hot mess. There's mm-hmm. all these ingredients. Your eyes are cheering from the onions you done chopped. And, you know, it just, it's not looking together. And so that was the first, that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another one was, um, trying to launch this whole, uh, the Facebook group. And then I was getting people saying, well, can we do some things live? And I was trying to, do the Facebook group and then do the live events. And then I was like, okay, I actually thought I was going to do like multiple live events a month. Right. And I was going to try to do two a month. And I was like, what am I thinking? Like, there's no way. Cause I forgot, by the way, I was working a full-time gig. Mm-hmm. I got three children. Mm-hmm. And by the way, every time you do an event, you have to market, you have to find the venue, yep. you have to send out all the stuff. Um, so I had to go back to the table and I had to calm myself down And I was just overzealous. You Mm -hmm. know, you fall in love with it and you should be crazy in love with it. That's not a bad thing. It's just, you got to also have wisdom to come back Mm -hmm. and go back to the table and say, that was a good idea, but what would actually be really more effective? So once a month was a little bit more effective for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wanted more because I wanted it to showcase this. I mean, so many times you have this vision, you just want it out there. It's like your baby, yeah. like yeah. you just want everybody to see the baby and you, you know, you want, you want to change outfits and, and everything. And you want to take multiple. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sion used to kill me because I used to change outfits like on my baby all the time. Sion had like 17 outfits and 17 pictures and, and, <laughs> and you just want to showcase your baby. I learned though, go back to the table, Kenya, and look at what's the right thing for right now. Mm, and what will good. work and and that's what happened um and just i had several things like that where it felt like failures but actually they weren't failures mm-hmm. you know i love like when we did our boss girl boss live and erica said that success is built off the back of failure mm-hmm. it really is because mm-hmm. i failed a lot in this in these three years failed a lot these three years i've wanted to put this thing on the curb and walk away from it i wanted i didn't want to have it anymore I didn't want you, you know I didn't want to carry it anymore I, I felt burdened with it I felt too responsible for it or didn't feel mm-hmm. equipped enough for it I didn't feel like I had the manual as much information was out there mm-hmm. I just still didn't feel like I had enough but as I kept pressing and kept taking every failure and just using it as an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. 
it came to something that began to really make sense, mm -hmm. began to really become solid for me. And I started to see this podcast, sharing stories, being a storyteller, how, you know, how that actually could be another platform and opportunity for people to feel brave mm -hmm. and, and, and for people to be able to share their story and their vision with the world. Mm -hmm. So it started to, after all that three years to getting right here. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I think, um, so I'm glad that's, that's a good segue into one of the questions I want to ask you because you talked about the coach that you had, you talked about talking mm -hmm. to your girlfriend and, um, you know, lately you've been doing this whole yoga thing, right? Right. right. Like shout out to Shabbat <laughs> with your yoga. Um, but one of the things I've learned out of that is how to protect your energy. Mm -hmm. And that means making sure you have the right tribe around you. Right. Yes. So we're talking about birthing vision and we talk about birthing children. Um, the first thing the physician does is puts together a good team, right? Yes. So they have surgeons, they may have anesthesiologists, they're going to have nurses, they're going to have all these different people surrounding you to make sure you have the best team possible to birth the child, mm -hmm. right? So how much, how much more important is that for you and even for your listeners for them to understand that um, you know, Jim Rohn has this quote that everyone talks about that you are the sum total of the top five people that you're around, oh, right? Yes. So depending on who you're around, the team, your squad, your tribe can determine whether your vision gets birthed or not. My, oh right? my gosh. In the biggest way. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we 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 laughed. Adele, Adele and I talked about this. Like we we classify the friends or the people that are around us, right? So you have these treadmill friends, <laughs> the ones who you guys think you're doing something, you're going somewhere, and when you look down, you realize you're in the same spot. Mm -hmm. You've gone nowhere. And mm -hmm. then you have the track friends that you're running. You're moving, but you're going around in circles and you wind up looking and realizing every year you're back in the same spot you were the year mm -hmm. before, mm -hmm. you know, so you're moving, but you're making no progress. Mm -hmm. But then you have those marathon friends, right? Mm -hmm. Those 26.2 friends. Yes. That's that, some dope friends. Those That's dope long mm -hmm. You know, that, 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 those, those <laughs> terrain runners with you, those mm -hmm. ones who, who are willing to go through the mountains. In the valleys, valleys with you yes. and the ones who say, hey, we're going to start somewhere because we know there is a finish and they're willing to go that distance with you. Can you talk to us about how important it is and it has been for you to have that team and to have that tribe and to make sure that your listeners understand how important that is? I mean, it's really, really important because your dream can be stifled by the people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Your, the purpose, the dream, the vision you have is not for everybody. Right. Matter of fact, it's not even for you to share with some folks. Some mm -hmm. people shouldn't even be privy to what you are dreaming about. Oh, that's good. Some people don't need to know about it because they, number one, won't appreciate it. They will remember you back in what you once were. Mm -hmm. They can't follow you to where you are right now. Uh-huh. Because in order to be one who's a dreamer 
and a visionary, you got to move and you got to go with the changes and you got to go with the waves and you got to go with the flow. And there are some that cannot even go with you. They don't even need to know about it. Um, and so it's important that you begin to understand that of, I love how you said the treadmill, the track, and then the marathon, because you got to have those fierce, crazy friends with you mm -hmm. that are just as crazy as you are about your vision and your dream that are so willing to be like, before you even ask, they've already packed their backpack. They got their hiking shoes on. They've already set themselves up. They've taken time off work. Yeah. <laughs> they are like, yeah. Where are we going? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, you coming? Oh, yeah. I, of course I'm coming. I'm going with you. Because somebody has to be with you just in case you fall. Right. Somebody right. has to be there with you just in case you need nourishment or to be hydrated on this trip. I'm with you. And I think it's so I could not do this without my people. My tribe, there's absolutely no way. And I thrive off of accountability. Mm -hmm. I thrive that. I feel that to me is really important. We sometimes get so caught up in what we want to do that we forget wisdom also lines up with accountability. That you can be wise, but don't get so high and mighty in yourself that you forget that there is sometimes you need to come around those who are with, that bring wisdom to the table. Mm -hmm. I think we are better together. Mm -hmm. You know, that my, my, if you great, I'm great. Mm -hmm. um, and so... The only way we can have that is for me to be around your greatness, right. for me to accept your greatness, for me to cheer your greatness on, and for me to even say, ah, you need to move a little bit to the left, sis. You're out of the light right now. You, you're under friends. the shadows. You're in the shadows right mm -hmm. now. You yeah, stepped mm -hmm. into the shadow. You need to move back into the light. Your greatness is not being seen right That's now. That's good. Yeah. You've hidden it. Come back over this way. Step yeah. this way a little bit more. And I've had that. I could not walk through what I've walked through. And keep the vision before me if I did not have some incredible... Y'all two are my tribe. I mean, for y'all to be sitting here taking time... Y'all are busy lives. And taking time to want to sit with me and be brave with me to walk this out. I couldn't do this by myself. You're incredible. Well, y'all are incredible. You're incredible. You know, to, to be right here speaks to the people that have been with me. I love Barren Brown since we're going to talk about her. Where she says, if you are not in the arena getting your ass kicked too, you ain't got nothing to say. say right. Uh -huh. I love her. You uh -huh. cannot. Uh -huh. I got folks in the arena who when I look around are bloody, who are dirty, who clothes are ripped, whose armor is dented because they fought with me. Mm -hmm. We back to back fighting. Mm -hmm. And those who are not in the arena said, girl, I got you because I'm on high ground. Mm -hmm. Don't think that you're not protected even on the high ground. Because if you look up, I got you up here. I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm. I'm covering the, all the advances, the advancement of that which would come against your vision. I already saw it. That's mm -hmm. right. Because you got to have those who actually have, that sometimes have greater vision than you. Mm -hmm. They see it actually more than you see it. Mm -hmm. Because they're so high up seeing, they're so excited for you. They're like, girl, I already saw it coming. Hold steady. Mm -hmm. You in the trenches now, boo. Hold steady though. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, don't quit. I see it coming, Kenya. I see it's right there. It's almost, it's so close. Don't quit. So I think you have to have that. You have to have um, those champions, the cheerleaders, the accountability, the pushers. And you need to be the ones that are going to be like your girl to be like, uh, yeah, no. 
You mean like with Shelby? Yeah. No, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> that we, was we, funny. We, we can't do that. That's that's not gonna happen. I love and I think that. that's important to have that too. You know, and and please remember that um, you might be excited about what you're carrying, but also remember to ask for um, discernment of who's supposed to be there. And discernment of the advancements of the enemy so that you know how to guard yourself. And that sometimes, unfortunately, can be guarding against people. Yeah, that's unfortunately. good. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, that's hard to say, but sometimes you have to guard yourself. And I'm one of those people, I don't get caught up in who the haters are. Now. I don't have time for that. You know, I, I don't really need to spend my time and my energy on that. I just keep going. And I make sure I surround myself with the dopest people mm-hmm. that got my back. Mm-hmm. So I ain't got to worry about the haters. Yes. <laughs> you dope. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so for those women who are starting to think about what their vision might be, who are in the conception process, um, who can see the vision, but are just trying to walk through some of the steps. And it could be that somebody is like in all of these different phases at one time. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them about how to move forward, how to, um, set themselves up so that they can start the the birthing process. They can go through all of the stages to get to that process. So I did an episode with Asara Anika Hobbs, and I love something that she says. If we keep looking at going after something like it's a leap, it's going to feel like that. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel like you're falling. You're going to feel like it's crazy. You're going to feel, and trust me, it will still feel a little out there. And you're going to feel weird, and some people won't understand it. But if you just take a step, just take, one step and then in that one step see like oh I made that and I'm safe and my footing is on solid ground now make the next one and I would say don't look back Mm, that's good keep looking forward Mm -hmm. it's so tempting to look back it's so tempting to want to go back to Egypt when you're supposed to go into your promised land keep going don't look back one step after the other. Just keep going. Keep going. And make sure that you are surrounding yourself with great people. I definitely say that you need mentorship, coaching. You need those people who've done it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you look. Though, I mean, it's great to have people on your same level. But you got to have the people who are who have already gone ahead of you that have done that. They know the crazy ahead. That's who you really want to know, who knows the terrain, who can tell you, girl, that's going to be a detour if you Mm -hmm. go that way. Mm -hmm. That's a long one if you Mm -hmm. go that way. Mm -hmm. But go this way, and it's going to take you this way. And there's a bridge to get you over that crazy, wild river that's right there that seems like it's going to take you out. No, there's this bridge. Keep going, and you will get to the other side. You got to make sure you have those in, in front of you. And then you have to decide, are you willing to be exhausted for the dream? for a season Mm -hmm. I'm in that place I'm willing to be exhausted for the Mm -hmm. dream right now I mean you have to make that a point in your life to determine that Um, how much time are you willing to invest in it and to know that it's not always going to look like what the end result is right now in every stage Mm -hmm. you know it's going to look like I'm not making enough money right now but if you hold on And if the real entrepreneurs stand up and share their stories, they'll tell you it takes time. It takes, you got to mold and massage that dream and you got to keep going. And there are going to be losses. Mm -hmm. There's going to be great gain. 
all in it at the end. That's good. Great game. Just what is your time? Yeah. What is the timing you're willing to put into it? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who do you look up to? And keep going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I think um, I remember that um, Brene Brown in one of her speeches on Call to Courage, that's what she said. Um, she said, you don't want to get to the end and ask yourself, what if I did? What if I would have shown up? Right. Come on. What if I would have shown up? What don't get to happened? the end and say, what if I actually would have shown up? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons why I believe that, you know, when we talk about failure, I don't know that failure is really the word that we mean, yeah. right? Failure is not trying. Yes. Not even knowing if you could have done that it. Is. Right. Right. It's like, like it's better. A oops. Than a what if. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, oops. Oh, okay. I All learned. Right. I learned. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next. No Brush better. myself off. Put a little bandaid on because you might have a couple scars from that. Oops. But yeah. it's better than what if. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to move to the closing. All right. All right. Um, one of the things that you've also done in the past is vision boarding. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in, in this chapter, we've talked a little bit about where you started, some of mm -hmm. the things that you needed to revise and rework and tweak and twerk mm -hmm. in order to get to where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And so we want to continue to look forward. Yes. And so thinking about the fact that we are at the end of 2019, yes. we are moving into 2020. What is the vision that you have your sights set on, right? What is the song that you're hearing that is going to allow you to get to 2020 because you, you hear it and you see it and you, 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 you have the vision of it ahead of you. That's good. The victory song. That's mm -hmm. good. The victory song, you know, um, there's this favorite song I have that's um, The Real Thing by, uh, I think his name is Dante Bowell, and it's Baby Steps, My Child. I see you, and you're making Daddy proud. Mm. And I think for me right now, I just want to keep making steps. And I can't wait to step my foot into 2020, because I've been making baby steps with this podcast, but I got big vision, scary, mm -hmm. kind of dreams you know where i'm like oh i want this thing to be like on radio and tv i want a tv show and i have prayed bold prayers i will see shows and i'll be like i'm gonna be on that Whoop. brave and vision will be on that i will hear on the radio someone doing a talk radio and i'll say god that's gonna be me on that i will say that you know i i've always wanted a co-working space mm -hmm. and just the other day i was like laying in my bed and I was like, oh God, not only do I want a space for visionaries to come, I want my podcast space to be in there because I want to do live shows, but I want others who got a voice to tell their stories and they want to launch their podcast. I'm creating space for them to be able to do that. That's good. And so in 2020, I'm taking, I'm, I'm doing baby steps right now, baby steps. And I can see that my daddy's proud of me. And and when I get into 2020, I'm 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 asking, I'm wanting to see the birthing of some big things, some unreasonable, ridiculous, make no kind of sense things is what I'm believing for. That's good. We are in the fourth quarter. That blows my mind. The mm. last decade, there's no way mm. 
I'm going to close this out and not kick butt going into 2020. Yes. I might have to drag my foot up in there. I might have to. <laughs> I don't care how I get there. I'm going. And and I know it's not going to be just by me. It's going to be by the people I surround myself, by God's wisdom and his favor. But he's making, already, I already can see it. There's a table being built for me. Oh, that's I don't need a seat at somebody else's table. He's already building my table. Yes. Come on. I'm, he's building. I yes. see. I see the special wood he's got. I see his hammering. It makes me emotional when I think about what he's got in store for me. Mm. I'm excited about what's about to happen. 2020, here I come. <laughs> I know, that's right. Yeah, there's, um, there's a song, if I can interject just for a second, um, by Jason Upton called I'm So Proud of You. Have you heard it? Mm -mm. It says, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Children, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you when you are sleeping. Mm. I'm proud of you when you are awake. Mm. I'm proud of you um, when you are um, failing mm. because learning takes lots of mistakes. Mm. I am so proud of you. Yes. I'm Come so on. proud of you. Come on. Children, I am so proud of you. That is one of my favorite songs. Mm. But make sure that's on the yes. list for the podcast. Okay. Yes. We need that. Yes, mm. 2020. Come on. <laughs> Birthing vision all the way in there. I'm telling you. And what's so dope is I'm not going by myself. Oh, no, we're going I'm with not, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We, we, we rocking it together. Uh -huh. I got I'm taking backpacks. folks with me. Sweetheart. In, you know, so I'm like, get your life jacket on because mm -hmm. we're going deep. <laughs> parachute. I was like, parachute. We're going helicopter. What I saw, if I got the hot air balloon my behind up in there, we're getting up in there. This has been exciting. Yes, yes it has. Yes. Thank y'all. I love y'all. Love you. We love you too. And um guess we hope everyone has enjoyed episode two, The Birthing of Vision mm -hmm. in the Book of Kenya. For those of you who don't know what a victory song is, please go back and check out chapter one. <laughs> it is incredible. Um, and again, it will set this up. So we thank you for joining us. Thank you, Kenya. Thank y'all. Love y'all. Love, love you. you. Bye. We finished chapter two, The Birthing of Vision, and we realized that a lot of you all have been saying how you feel so connected to what's going on here and that you have your own questions for Kenya. And so this is the audience participation part of chapter two. If you liked something, you felt like you received a nugget um, of wisdom, either from chapter one or chapter two. Why don't you go to at Brave Envision Podcast on Instagram, write down that favorite nugget, that, that piece of wisdom that you just were so excited about, and then add your question, the question that you have been dying to ask Kenya. Talea and I will, co will collate all that information, all of those questions, and at the beginning of chapter three, we will ask Kenya your questions. So... Go to Brave Envision Podcast on Instagram, write your favorite nugget, and then write your question.